Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Joining me, as always, doing his best to fight the cold weather with a warm T-shirt. Lovely parakeet, Sandy. How are we doing today? Yeah, the weather, I woke up, like I said, it was almost 10 below this morning. I said, two can play that game. That was a two-can pun. We're just going to cancel <laughs> the show after that, Jesus, Sandy. What are we doing? And this is a vacation shirt. I bought this before I went to sorry, I guess Turks, I think. Turks and Kenya. It's like, I'm going to buy something festive because that's how they dress down there. Wearing toucan shirts. I was the only person. Either way, it was fine. <laughs> so, um, not a lot went on yesterday. I went and saw the Spider-Man. I didn't even watch was the bullion. Like, it was very good. Like I, You can't explain things you liked about it without getting out spoilers which i'm very anti-spoiler but if you enjoy the marvel movies if you've enjoyed all the marvel movies you enjoy how they incorporate them and incorporate some humor it's it's very very good and i just love i love the those two kids the zendayas and the tom hollands of the world it was it was worth it it was kind Anything of a was better than the new matrix movie which is what i watched yesterday it was terrible yeah, not not heard good things yeah i just basically <laughs> the kids were being awful and um I asked my wife, I'm like, do you want to go to the movies? And then also, bonus, I logged into Fandango, and, like, even on the good IMAX screen or whatever, it was, like, $5 a ticket. I was like, yeah, it's always $5 on Tuesdays. I didn't know it was, like, a special day. So, like, even with tax, it was, like, 12 bucks to go to the movies, which, uh, that, that harkens back to yesteryear when you could actually go to the movies for under, like, 50 bucks. So, good job. And yes, I would watch Spider-Man if I were you. Uh, the Gophers won. I didn't stay up for that. I set the score alert so it would pop up on my phone let me know how it went in the morning. Congrats to my Minnesota Gophers for getting a kind of an ugly, gross win, apparently. I joked about it yesterday with somebody. It was like, hey, it's like playing a service academy. So if you turn the ball over, you might not get it back for like 20 minutes. And uh, Minnesota did run the ball quite a bit with a lot of different running backs. Almost all the bowl games were played yesterday. Did you watch any, Alex? A little bit. Watch uh, Army get the first get the team total in the first half. That was pretty good. The Houston Auburn game. Oh, was Air, kind of a Air Force. Air Force. Sorry, Air Force. What did I say? Yes, you said Army. Yeah, it's right a service academy. Same I don't know. Anyway, Air Force got their t- team total over in the first half, which was great. Yeah. That game was actually pretty fun. The Mississippi State game was kind of a boner. So one and one in college football yesterday for me. That was kind of clunky. And the Houston game was weird. It kept waiting for Auburn maybe to come back. I don't know. So I did. I watched quite a bit of college football, at least for me yesterday. Yeah, I paid attention to the Air Force game for reasons just to cheer against Louisville for reasons unknown. <laughs> and I did. I ended up did play a little bit on Air Force just because that was a fun bet to bet on. And it was the bet was, hey, Air Force can run all over this team. And then Air Force decides to be a passing team. They brought up the air raid, which was, I guess, exciting for that young Sneaky. quarterback. Sneaky, sneaky, yeah. Zigged when they thought you were going to zag. Three bowl games today. I don't know how much you've looked at these. We got the pinstripe bowl, like Dan mentioned. Virginia Tech wearing the cool helmets with the Yankees logo on one side due to their connection with the New York Yankees and the fact that it's played up there. But Maryland, clearly the team with the gas here. And a little bit of steam. This was three and a half yesterday. I I liked I like Maryland here. I got it yesterday, actually, at three and a half, but... I'd probably still play it at four just because Virginia Tech can't be motivated whatsoever. Like, they lost their coach. They lost their quarterback. They lost their quarterback's backup quarterback. It's a third-string quarterback. Decent running back, but if you're going to go one-dimensional 
and just run the ball. Maryland's defense is decent enough, especially later in the season, to play with Dell with you. And I'm going to give it a try. I like Talia. Is it Talia? I just learned how to say Tua's last name, which I'm not going to do because I just said I can. Still nervous. Believe me. Tagli Violoa. Damn it. That wasn't good. Anyway, Tua's younger brother, this is the start of his 2022 Heisman campaign. Like, he was a Heisman candidate. He absolutely ruined that in the first first game he stepped on the field. That was over, just like Sam Howell. But this is the first step towards getting the voters to look at you for next year because if he does have an XC, he threw for 24 touchdowns, 3,500 yards. It was it was a decent season for him. It just, you know, it started out poorly, and he just never got into it. So yeah, if you want to watch some 6-6 six and six teams go at it in a cold-weather game, early in the day this game is for you and i like maryland i was reading the blogger ball post up on betsperts uh matt rooney and uh phil go goff i don't know if it's go or goff i'm gonna say anyway phil and matt they do a good job right up his games matt likes i'm sorry phil likes maryland looks like matt has the over there it does seem like maryland's the play you know see i'll put them in something fun i've got them clicked here first but uh the next game was good too. And actually, again, not to steal from the blog here, but they've uh, they both like Clemson here in this next game. So I'll probably find something to do with them. I think I think I found the beginnings of a uh, degenerate parlay here, Andy. Yeah, and I think you know Dan had written up these as well last night. I think he liked Clemson. Somebody I respected just tweeted out yesterday: bet Clemson at two and a half, so you don't have to bet three tomorrow. Um, I tend to lean toward Clemson. This is like the disappointment bowl. Both of these teams are in the top ten. <laughs> to start the season, and they're playing each other in the Cheese It Bowl. You know, Clemson obviously don't have to it. tell you. Clemson's been in some bigger bowl games than this in the past few years, so to to drop into the Cheese It Bowl isn't great for them. But yeah, I I like Clemson here too. It's just a uh, you don't have you don't have Brees Hall. You, you have a quarterback with people know just because he's been there for a while. I don't think he's all that good. And their, their backup running back hasn't gotten a lot of play. He did well when he was in, but against a bigger, tougher Clemson team, we'll be missing their star receiver. But I still think has enough juice to beat an, an Iowa State team who was, I think, probably more disappointing. Clemson's, Clemson played well in the second half of the year, you know, all things considered, for you know what they had. So, yeah, I like yeah, Clemson. It's still a good organization. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm in on it. And they lost both uh, coordinators, but they just – boosted up some people inside the continuity i like continuity when you just you know go up from within you have some continuity there's a lot of that you don't have in bowl season with uh you know coaches leave this is a, the next one's a good one to talk about like lincoln riley's in in los angeles mario cristobal's in miami like this is uh if last one was the disappointment bowl this is the interim coach bowl Although Bob Stoops isn't Bob Stoops isn't a bad one to have at the helm. It's not like you have some, you know, wide receivers coach taking over. He's uh he's been around the block a few times. I've heard didn't, of him. Yeah, I don't know if you did what what did they I didn't read Matt. I only looked at uh, Dan so far. I didn't read Matt's blogger bowl so far. What did the what did the boys like in this? Both of them re- liked Oklahoma minus seven here. I mean, it brought up the Bob Stoops angle. The team again has seemed to kind of galvanize actually around Lincoln Riley leaving. And, and again, it's a very talented team. It was a, a team that had a chance, I think, to be in the college playoff at points of year. So mm-hmm. both of them like Oklahoma, and they liked it at minus seven. So, you know, sell another point there. Get, get the better odds. Yeah, I ended up on this over. 
just because I do like some things about uh, Oklahoma. I like how they can. Uh, I like how they move the ball. Their quarterback should play. I like the Bob Stoops angle. I like Oregon, who did again lost their coach. In fact, they lost their they lost their offensive coordinator. He's going to go be the head coach at Akron, I believe. But he's still going to he's still going to coordinate for this game. So a little bit of continuity there. And yeah, the Oklahoma defense. I've I watched a couple of their games. They can be gashed here and there. So I like the over. I just want to cheer for a bunch of points in the late game here. And hopefully we play all three. If nobody if nobody is going to cancel at the last minute because of a SeaWorld trip, then hopefully we have a good day of football because it's – I mean, this is it. We don't have Thursday night football. We need bowl games for the rest of the week. Ooh, ATP Cup. When does that start? Are you a- – answer the man. Uh, it's, you know, I'll take I'll take a look. It's starting up, I think – I don't know if it's tomorrow or in a couple days, but tennis, tennis will be back. And I may or may not, Andy, have just gone in and done the um, degenerate square favorites parlay. And I'm, I'm looking to see if I could do like an alt thing. Probably let's see, like Maryland minus six, take Oklahoma out to like minus nine, Clemson out to minus six or something. Well, so, college bowl pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing pleaser. like the favorites bowl pleaser, but I'm, we'll see. I mean, I've done okay kind I'm of randomly betting. I'm a little surprised you're polls, hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you're hungry for action considering I can see your NBA card for today. Where you have well, uh, you sprayed the board, the my friend. Uh, that's that's fair. None of these are day games. Yeah, none of these are day games. That's true. I had a tough night last night, unfortunately. Did the reverse sweep. It's the first one in quite some time, but we've had a pretty good season, so we're okay. And it felt good to lose a total by one basket. It's been a couple weeks since that's happened, but you know, nice nice to get back into that rhythm. Um, Looking at tonight, a huge slate, um, just a bunch of basketball games tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Again, always kind of what we have here on a Wednesday. And just a handful of angles I really like here. Some of these teams starting to get through some of this COVID nonsense. We're actually starting to see the injury reports shorten up a little bit. Um, you know, as we start to look at the matchups here, the first one up, the Dallas Mavericks um, was able to get this at minus one and a half. It's out to two and a half. Um, we'll probably draw the line right there. Maybe play minus three. It's something a little bit smaller here. But the Mavericks are going to visit a Sacramento Kings team that is starting to finally have some guys come back in that kind of transition game period where we've seen teams struggle a little bit as they integrate some reintegrate some of these guys back into the offense and kind of get them back into shape a little bit. The Mavericks still continue to miss Luka Doncic, and I think the market is just kind of underrating them for that. We, we often see those adjustments for stars are tough to make. The Mavericks actually are playing a really interesting and different style of basketball without Luka Doncic. They've gone away from being a little more of a wide open offense to embracing the advantages they have as just being a really big team. They're doing a good job of controlling the ball, keeping their turnovers down, which gives them more possessions. They're doing a great job of hitting the offensive glass. Again, just generating more possessions every night. Um, they've been a great team the last week or so, and I'm happy to bet them you know, against the Kings team that does have some big men. They'll kind of push back a little bit here, but you know, I'm happy to take a team that kind of knows what it is versus a team that's a little bit in flux. The Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half. The Grizzlies have John Morant back. Um, this actually looks like it's all the way out to six probably missed the boat on this one. If, if you have something like a five or a five and a half still around, six is probably a little too rich for my blood. Hopefully maybe it'll bounce back, but hosting a Lakers team that just is just struggling to stay through the year. They are put together here, you know, with scotch tape and paste at this point, LeBron James doing everything he can. I do like the changes that we're seeing in terms of them starting to play a little bit smaller, but going to be totally outmanned here tonight versus a Grizzlies team. Again, that has got kind of everybody back has been playing well and, um, feeling pretty good about that tonight. 
Jazz minus six and a half. Um, this is something our shout out to our buddy Spread Astaire, who does a great kind of daily show on NBA. He has this theory called the superstar subtraction. Again, as I mentioned, um, books are tough. It's books and again, modelers. It's tough to go through and kind of evaluate the value of a star. And when you have a player missing tonight, the Jazz will be without Donovan Mitchell. You often have value on that team in the first game. And I think this is a great spot for the Jazz. You know, yes, I'd rather them have Donovan Mitchell here tonight, but they go to Portland to face a Blazers team that's missing, you know, just a whole chunk of their roster. Has played very poorly tonight. And the Jazz, again, have done well on the road, controlling the place, pace, playing very good defense and attacking kind of the, the second units. I think they're going to really take apart the Portland Trail Blazers tonight. So six and a half, seven, that looks fine to me. And then a couple team total overs here. The New York Knicks, um, you know, I've mentioned they're – been struggling quite a bit. They've, they've started to flatten out a little bit, starting to play better. And there is no better get-right spot than a quick trip to Detroit, who's missing about half the team again in health and safety protocols. The Knicks are laying seven and a half points. Thought about that, but I see much more value here in this team total over. 105 and a half, 106 and a half looks good. I have them around 109, make some tweaks. I get them as high as 110, almost 111. Spurs team total over 109 and a half. Again, shout out to another one of our friends, Brett. Um, who's always good about keeping me up to date on this. The Spurs averaging less than 14 seconds per possession, just really driving to just a fast pace and kind of a high octane offense here, possession to possession. It's really fun to watch. And, you know, it's led to a lot of points. Um, you know, if you look at their matchup tonight, they should be able to score and put up a bunch of points on which board game got pulled off the board. Sorry, I'm trying to look up who the Spurs are playing tonight. I don't see it listed here for whatever reason. Hold on. I don't know if anything bad happened here tonight. But, again, the Spurs... Did the, did the bad they thing are, happen? They're hosting the Miami Heat tonight. And, actually, I do wonder. That game might be pulled off the board. The Heat are having a couple guys pop up in health and safety protocols. So, if you can't find this one, that's why. Um, yeah, so they're playing the Heat tonight again. Should be a high-paced game. If this game plays tonight, given who the Heat should have on the floor... I've got the Spurs at almost like 114 points here. So if you can still grab that, go ahead. But it looks like that one might get pushed or canceled. Um, we'll see what happens tonight. See if the Heat can get eight guys together. <laughs> get a few guys together and go out, play some ball, hit the gym. That stinks when uh, they get canceled so late. It's one thing when they're canceled like three days ahead of time. Then you haven't spent time handicapping and looking at things. But, uh, you see, we got lucky on one of these earlier like, in the week. So, yeah. like, if they play, when the Spurs should yeah. put up a number. When I spend all day breaking down UCLA and North Carolina <laughs> State, and they pull this, they pull this on me. So, um, other basketball. Other basketball. They're, they're playing. They're, they're back. Playing. I was saying, I was saying this to Dan. It was depressing. My first step was just kind of watching my watching my schedule of the games that aren't actually going to be played and it was like half of them i still managed a six pack i just put it in on the metsports half a minute ago i'm rusty somebody actually dm me and i'm like oh shit i haven't put these in my my tracker yet on metsports because i haven't made a lot of plays lately we had three or four days off for christmas i only really did one yesterday um if you remember i think i said hey i have an edge on the over and on the side but it was a bigger edge on the side so i'm gonna play that of course the overhead and my my four and a half point dog lost by ten. I had one other look Jerks. too. The, the look the lean the leans are doing real good right now. That's uh, <laughs> one of those things that definitely gets into your head. We're familiar with that. Hard. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it. I've, I've played this game before with my brain. My brain is not enjoying it. Uh, Delaware 
I'm laying, uh, I tried to bet it as a four-point favorite. It moved to four and a half when I bet, which is always another annoying little thing. Playing UNC Wilmington outside of William and Mary, UNC Wilmington is the worst at everything in the Colonial. They are the second worst offense, second worst defense. I have them probably ranked as my worst defense, even though some places don't. Delaware is probably a legit threat to maybe make a run at the Colonial's bid uh, between Towson and Hofstra, maybe even Northeastern, James Madison thrown in there. So this is a very good team for the Colonial. Like they're still, you know, it was probably ranked somewhere in the 180th range throughout all of basketball, but it is a much, much better team. It is one of those where you have Delaware is really, really good offensively. They make their free throws. I talk about this a lot when I'm betting dogs. I love taking a dog when the favorite is shitty at free throws. Delaware makes 78.8% of their free throws. Wilmington makes about 63. Wilmington really, really, really bad from three to the line. Effective field goal percentage kind of goes with all that. And outside of that, they're just kind of a stinky team. So Delaware minus four and a half on the road. I like this quite a bit. Memphis, Tulane. Tulane and Tulsa are teams I mix up a lot. So it was helpful that I bet both their overs today because I have been known to, to mix them up. But yes, this is, and we're getting towards the start of, and maybe I should, you know, people keep asking, when are you going to up your units? I'm like, I don't know when, when the world figures out uh, Omicron, I guess. But I said the beginning of league play, so I guess I should because this is another league, league game between them and Memphis. Memphis runs a very fast pace. They turn the ball over a lot, which might be nice for Tulane. I, Tulane was a team I bet on a lot last year, but a couple of decently uh, decently paced teams here. I have this model a lot closer to 150, and I think I think a lot of it is just based on Memphis being a lot better of a team, and people think Tulane won't be able to hang or score on them, but if they're going to turn the ball over and give Tulane other, uh, other opportunities, I think they could probably get into the 70s themselves. Like I said, I think I had this like 77, 71, somewhere in there close to it. I almost looked at the side here, but like the total bit better. We know how that goes when I can't decide. Tulsa, Oklahoma, another AAC matchup between Kevin also ran and a better team. SMU is not as good as Memphis, obviously. They're still a decent team in the AAC. In fact, I think they're probably maybe on the outside Maybe an outside shot of making it at large if they have a nice run through their tournament. They like shoot that. the ball very well. They're a top 50 offense. Um, SMU is. And then Tulsa is good enough. They're a good enough offense to hang with them. They run a little bit of a slower pace, but I like it with the, the quicker pace of the better team kind of dictating things. I have this, again, closer to like 146, 147. I think there's some value there. Sacred Heart. Long Island under 148. This is a this is a bit of a scary. These unders are both kind of scary. I don't know how I feel about uh, Sacred Heart. That's uh that's Dan's territory up in Connecticut, taking on the Long Island Tiger Sharks or whatever. <laughs> Long Island's just a really 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 bad. It's one of those fast pace, but can't hit a shot. You know, and, uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, the Sharks and the Pioneers. That was like the, the very first shark attack that the Pilgrims suffered up there, the Sharks and the Pioneers. But Sacred Heart, slower pace, but also not that good of an offense. So I like uh, I like them to slow down the pace, LIU not to be able to use their up-tempo. 
and probably just continue to miss as many shots as they normally do. They had a couple of higher scoring games, but once one was against the Merchant Marines, which is not Division One, obviously, and then the Army game was a little wonky, I thought. So looking for Sacred Heart to come back, or excuse me, LIU to come back to Earth a little in their scoring, like the under here, and then I double-dipped, which never goes well. Bryant overs were a thing last year. Bryant was kind of a sneaky team that people weren't getting with, and they were all their scores were popping into like the 160 sometimes. But it's another one where, hey, it's a, this is a fast-paced team, but they can't shoot the ball. They don't shoot well from three. They're, again, pretty bad free-throw shooting team. They get a lot of uh, they get a lot of offensive rebounds, but hopefully they just pass back. I don't love it when it's a fast-paced team that offensive rebounds well. It's not usually a super extended possession. Then they, they end up shooting quickly again. But uh, their, their opponent, the Central Connecticut Blue Devils, not to be confused with Duke, is a bit of a slower-paced team. And again, can't shoot for shit from anywhere. Very, very bad offense. The worry here is that both defenses are a little minus. So hopefully the shooting is shitty, the rims stay on, and really <laughs> some hopefully some rust. Like Bryant's last game was December 11th. And uh, Central Connecticut's was the 18th. We're seeing some of that when teams come back. I'm not sure how much these teams practice. So under 143 and a half for me there. Connecticut plus 10. Um, just for the podcast listeners, I'm not sure I listed them all. Delaware minus four and a half. Tulane over 142. Tulsa over 141. Long Island under 148. And then, of course, CCSU plus 10 and under 143, 144. I like it. Got a lot of stuff today this afternoon. Voluminous. Basketball. I got college football degeneracy going on. A bunch of basketball tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I might, I might even bet Man City wins to nil. It's like minus 135, minus 140. I love late um, round soccer handicapping. Brentford is my team, but they are not. Outside of they had the Liverpool match where they dropped three on their ass. Outside of that, they played very poorly against top sides. Nobody's more of it. This, this is probably the best team in the world. Manchester City, it doesn't matter if you're at home. You're playing the best team in the world, uh, you know. Maybe look at lineups, see how they how they line up here. But to win to nil should probably be like minus one seventy five. So I uh, I think I might get involved in some afternoon soccer. I think the other match is Chelsea Brighton. You got two heavy favorites. You know what to do with that if you want to get weird. Put them <laughs> put them in a put them in a money line parlay with Oklahoma. Have fun with that soccer. What could go wrong? Ties. Ties? No, that's what, nothing. That's what ruins. That's what ruins money line parlays <laughs> is betting soccer in them because there's always some sneaky tie, and they don't even they call it a draw. I know so, it sounds more fun as a draw. Maybe the, maybe we'd be less anti-tie if we called them draws. 11, 11 basketball bets from us. A halfway soccer bet, three or four football bets. It was a heavy day for us. Good job to us. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll have Fleek in to talk some football. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll catch you then. Thanks a lot. Hit the thumbs up. Bye.